Hello and welcome to the show. This is the Sales for the Nigerian Business Person podcast. It's available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple iTunes, or any podcast player of your choice. So subscribe for free once you're done listening to this episode, just in case you're using your web browser to listen. Today on the show, we have audio recordings from the WhatsApp School of Business program that I advertised on Saturday, the 15th of July, 2023. The goal of the program was to introduce folks to the fundamentals of doing business in Nigeria and to show how sales and business development principles can help you overcome the harsh landscape of doing business in our dearly beloved country. I also wanted to answer general business questions posed by the participants and the program was delivered entirely over WhatsApp for the course of more than one week. And this is an example of how you can get truly convenient business education in your pocket and learning over WhatsApp at your convenience. If you love what you hear on the podcast and you like daily access to me uh, to ask me questions related on how to sell in your business, then the WhatsApp Coaching Club is now open and the investment required for that is only 5,000 Naira a month. You ask me anything, I give you answers and assignments to move your business forward. So if you're interested, hit me up on the socials. Don't worry about how to spell my name. I spend most of my time on LinkedIn and my name, Tabashima Ayede is uh, the correct spelling. You can find it in the web browser where you're currently listening to this episode. You see the spelling of my name, the email address, and the photo. And it's also in the profile of the podcast app where you're currently listening to my voice. So Tavashima Ayede, the correct spelling of the name, is there. So if you're interested in the 5K, uh, um, the WhatsApp coaching club, the 5K monthly investment, then let me know. Hit me up. Send me a message on 080-6466-2140. The country code for Nigeria is plus 234. And for those of you who are trying to save to start a business, I'm affiliated with a reputable financial institution in Nigeria that has 504 billion Naira in assets. And what that means is they're not going to go broke anytime soon. They're a secure organization to work with. They're not going to run away with your money anytime soon. They're the business of protecting and guaranteeing your savings. This is not a bank, so you're not going to have an ATM card. You're not going to get hit by lots of miscellaneous fees. And you're going to get um, an interesting, or rather, you're going to get uh, an improvement on the interest that you get from regular um, savings um, banks in Nigeria. And then, of course, this is safer than using loan sharks for the capital to start your business. Because loan sharks are going to want to embarrass you and your whole family. And they want you to put your father and your mother up as uh, credit. Sorry, not credit. What's that word? As collateral um, for the loan. So if you're interested, then hit me up on 080-6466-2140 to get started on saving towards your dream. Now remember, it doesn't have to be saving towards a business. Any savings plan will do. People have saved this organization for their children's education. Let's say like me, you have kids in primary school and you're wondering about secondary school and the all expensive university education. And then of course, folks like my mom, saving towards retirement. So if you're interested, Hit me up and let's get you started. Now, on with the episode for today. Welcome to day two of the sessions. Again, I'm your host, Tavashima Ayede, a sales coach and business consultant. Yesterday, which was day one, we looked at the promise of doing business in Nigeria and freestyling on what the possible upside might be of doing business in Nigeria. So today, day two, we're going to start delving into the uh, problems, the challenges of doing business in Nigeria. That's a lot of what was being advertised on the uh, promos that was 
being put out of, um, on socials that's promoting the program. So we're going to start going into detail what some of these problems are and um, how these problems negatively affect our businesses. But of course, we're doing so... Um, we're doing so with the mind, the, uh, with the mind view that we're going to brainstorm on solutions eventually, and remember that for uh, the remember that the approach we're going to be taking is we're going to be looking at things through a business development approach towards trying to solve these problems. So if this is your uh, first time, if you're just signing up to the event today, and this is the first audio that you're listening to, then after you're done listening to it, you know that you have to scroll further back in the chat. You'll see the early introductory messages where I spoke about the uh, purpose of the group and the sorts of things that we're going to be talking about over here. And you're going to catch yesterday's um, um, lecture or audio recording, rather, where we went into the promise of doing business in Nigeria. So the first challenge we're going to look at today is infrastructure, the poor infrastructural um, development in Nigeria. And that is the first challenge that we're going to look at in the Nigerian business environment. Now, when we say poor infrastructural development, we mean the poor development in things like transportation systems, whether it's public transportation systems um, or having good roads or having a good railway system. Because these things are important, and it wasn't always the case. Because um, my mother would tell me um, stories about growing up in a railway town. My um, I'm Tiv from Benue State. My mom's village is Uday, and Uday happened to be one of those um, really vibrant communities that lived along, um, along rail tracks in uh, Nigeria. So it was a real. Um, well, it wasn't really a rail community per se because the village was there before the railway lines um, started. But the railway lines passing through uh, kind of helped things. And back when we were kids, we would go and visit uh, my grandmother in Uday. Sometimes we would run to the old um, train station. Well, not really a train station per se because it's more or less it's, it's like a bungalow with several, um, what do you call these things, uh, several rooms next to it. So it's a long rectangular kind of uh, bungalow with a platform where people would step on and step off and would go and play on the tracks and then look around and things like that. But even as at that time, I'm going to go and visit my uh, my grandma in the 80s and let's say um, 90s, um, the the rail facilities were already run down. I never saw a train uh, run through there. And trains um, would also run through um, Makudi. That's for those, uh, for those, um, for Nigerians who are older and who lived in that part of the world. Makudi is the capital in uh, Benue State. So, uh, but of course, I haven't seen any train um, run through Makudi because I am of the time when, uh, by the time I was born, um, late 70s, early 80s, uh, these sorts of things were already becoming a challenge. The rail infrastructure was already um, dying and it's a similar state of affairs that people can relate to no matter which part of the country so people up north they can relate people in Kano they can relate uh, down south they can relate in the western part of the country in the east everybody can relate to these sorts of things so when we say poor infrastructure development those are the sorts of things that we mean um, the poor um, facilities um, available to transport people and goods and also by extension um, services um, across um, the length and uh, breadth of the country. How do we transport services? Well, very easily. Um, I'm, I'm a sales coach and a business consultant and um, 
because of um, online technologies, Zoom and all that, I can do business with people in Lagos quite comfortably. But then there will be times when somebody will say, you know what, let's not do this Zoom thing. Why don't you come down to Lagos or why don't you come down to uh, Nasara or whatever and let's make this thing happen. I'm going to have to hop on a plane or uh, take public transportation or whatever. That's if I'm not fueling my car and then um, off we go. And so that is how... Uh, that is how good infrastructure and transportation also affects the um, the the promotion and the utilization of services as well. So poor transportation network, of course, poor uh, power network. Uh, we all know that because power goes off all the time. Uh, challenges in the telecommunication infrastructure. This is one that has increased somewhat since the time I was um, a child, because at some point, um, good. Uh, um, telecommunications um, backbone in Nigeria and then things get nationalized it's NITEL and then things go to crap and then there's a couple of decades of nothing but um, NITEL and spotty performance and then with the return to democracy uh, opening up the uh, economy with um, what's it called GSM I think used to be called GSM back then I don't know what they're called now but GSM I think has global systems for mobile communications or whatever but basically technology behind mobile phones so mobile phones into the market we have lots of providers it seem to function quite well um, internet drops out every now and then uh, sometimes there are some blackouts you can't get reached through to some people the average business person in Nigeria because of that problem has three or four um, let's say two or three carriers then put it that way yeah I'll say two or three because whenever I'm at training sessions or at networking sessions things like that most people have two phones two lines uh, some people like me have one phone dual sim two lines but then you have some people who have uh, two phones dual sims and two lines um, on each sim uh, because they're trying to do well, just to make up for the gaps. Then there's also challenges in water infrastructure. Not every part of the country is hooked up to um, urban uh, portable water uh, supply. And these can have some challenges for specific kinds of um, businesses. So for uh, consultants um, like us and service-based professionals like back when I was in my wedding photography days, uh, water wouldn't have been an issue, but for people who run uh, restaurants, um, other kinds of catering services, uh, what else, sanitation services, um, let me see, laundry services, you know, for those sorts of people, then yes, water um, is a challenge. So as I've listed through uh, the problems, uh, or rather the 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 poor infrastructure uh, that we have in the country what you should be doing right now if you're listening to this is making a note transportation okay how does that affect my business whether i'm a consultant a wedding photographer or whether i run a laundromat or whether i bake cakes power how does that affect telecommunication how does that affect water how does that affect that's because eventually we're going to open up the group here to the question and answer session We'll be tackling questions and looking at things from a sales and business development perspective, how we can overcome or work through some of these um, challenges. So the problem with poor infrastructure development, uh, of course, it affects our businesses in different ways, but these are just some of the major problems. It increases the costs of good sold. Um, because transportation is poor and let's say water is poor and power is poor, we have to provide for some of these services ourselves. And that... Um, 
increases the cost of goods that were taken to the market because we have to factor in the cost of our generators, inverters, boreholes, um, wells, and what have you. It increases friction in the business process because it's hard enough to get up and do business every day without having to worry about uh, Meirua. Meirua in this part of the world, those are the people who are water, uh, what should I say, water vendors, water hawkers. They move around basically with... Um, uh, uh, this um, handheld trucks trucks that you you push, and they have several um, gallons of uh, twenty five liter, twenty five liter gallons where they carry water, uh, about ten or maybe twelve. So in this part of the world, in some parts of Abuja and in lots of parts and uh, places in Lagos, because I lived in Ikeja before moving um, to Abuja, in Ikeja, Meirua is common. Um, in Abuja, certain parts of the town, Mirua. Um, so anyway, so if you run a restaurant, it's hard enough to worry about um, buying your meat, your chicken, uh, doing the pre-cleaning, um, hiring, staffing, all of those concerns. Then to now have to worry about where you're going to get um, clean water supply just to keep the restaurant um, running. So that's the increased friction in the business process. And then of course there's reduced productivity because a lot of time is spent trying to sort out some of these things, queuing to buy for fuel, going to look for the mechanic to fix your uh, you fix your generator plant. Um, what else? All these other concerns. Because we spend time doing these sorts of things, it's less time spent servicing customers or looking for new customers that we can put into the business. It also leads to reduced global um, competitiveness for those people that are in the export market. And that's something that my brother, my mom and I experienced firsthand back when we had the family export business where we used to export um, charcoal. We started with charcoal and did a few um, run of some um, commodities. So yeah, that was a problem that we faced. Transportation is an issue. That means it leads to higher um, trucking costs. Higher trucking costs means that um, the cost of goods goes up and then the amount that you have to sell on the international market it causes a problem so for things that are sold or rather that are produced in nigeria and ghana for instance you'll find that the ghanaians are able to sell uh, palm oil much more cheaply than we can even though we have more precisely because of these sorts of um, problems um, the palm oil folks um, over here have to worry about um, transportation getting the stuff out of the uh, plantations um, refinement is an issue uh, because of power and you know blah 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 so it has all kinds of effects and by the time you're getting ready to the export market it makes things really really um, uncompetitive your prices are really expensive and for a while it led to really um, it was brief and I don't know if it has occurred again, but for a brief while, it led to the absurd reality in Nigeria that at some point it was cheaper to buy, um, what's that thing called? Uh, soy. It was cheaper to buy soy from America than to buy soy from um, Benue State. So if you are in Abu, um, sorry, not Abuja, back then we were based in Lagos. So you were in Lagos, you wanted soy. Yes, if you were to buy from um, uh, Benue State, it would get to you sooner, or Nasra would get to you sooner, but it was cheaper to just export the thing from america if you could sorry not export import if you could find a reliable buyer so it leads to these um surprising uh, turn of events then uh, there's also diminished um, attractiveness for investors because if business is going to be 
this hard and this expensive with so many points of friction then it's not an attractive place for investors to put their money um, which is why uh, there's all this talk of attracting international investment and blah 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 and how the government has to work on infrastructural um, challenges before that um, happens oh sorry excuse me that was an alarm that i set just to make sure that i don't go too long today okay yeah we've gone over 10 minutes so i should be wrapping this up i should be bringing this um uh today's um today's audio resource or the lecture bringing that to a close so diminish attractiveness for um, investors whether locally because your business doesn't look too good because your costs are high or whether internationally because the cost of doing business is just so high that people just don't want to get in and then there's poor employee retention and there's poor recruitment because if your business is such a hassle to work in people do not want to work um, with you i remember being a young lawyer in law firm you're in the office you're in Kano it's hot as hell already and then the power goes out and you're there in the suit in the office it's dark it's hot it's sweaty and the generator has packed up again the second generator has packed up as well and then maybe the third generator there's no fuel in that so you guys just have to sit in the office it's not a very um it's not a very comfortable um, working experience and uh, these are some of the things that um, put people off and make it unattractive for um, employees to um, work with you in fact at the time while i was in Kano, that was in 2007 2008 back then i remember that most hotels or rather the reputable hotels in Kano you would say on average they would have about five six generators and that was because they expected to run their generators in eight hour shifts throughout the whole day um not uh, eight hour shifts for 24 hours if need be and uh, that was just the state of affairs back then however i haven't lived in kano since 2007 2008 so i don't know how good things have become or how bad things have deteriorated too so like i said while we are listening to these clips about what the infrastructure challenges are we are not supposed to be going oh woe is me this country is dying this country is going to the pits this country is going to the dogs we're supposed to be brainstorming on solutions so that we can have impactful deliberations later remember the lens we're going to be looking at this is going to be through the business development approach the reason why we're going to be doing that is not because we should absolve the government of its responsibilities but it's because really the average person like you and i has no control over macroeconomic issues there's nothing i personally can do to bring the railways back or to make transportation better or to increase the effectiveness of the power grid or to make sure that the telecommunication uh, companies provide efficient um, internet services or that we provide clean, uh, clean uh, pipe-borne water to different parts of the country. So individually, there's nothing we can do about all these macroeconomic concerns. So of course, we're only going to be looking at things that are within our own sphere of influence, within our own sphere of control, and uh, that's why we're going to be taking a uniquely uh, business development approach towards these sorts of things. So uh, that's it for this particular um lecture on the infrastructure problems of doing business in nigeria the chat is still going to remain closed for now and it's still going to remain closed for the rest of the day and we're going to have uh, another audio resource up later on the group about um, another challenge but don't worry we are not going to remain stuck in this mood for long because the the uh, the main crux of this um, group of this event is to make sure that we brainstorm solutions on how to move our businesses forward it's my assumption that everybody here so far have not been able to confirm 
even though they're not um, loads of us, that uh, most of us are um, self-employed and we're in business for ourselves. So thank you very much for uh, listening. And um, the next audio resource is going to come up later in the day, um, in the late afternoon. And I'm looking forward to interacting with you guys as a group when the chat function is open. And also uh, to continue interacting uh, with those of you privately who have engaged um, with me outside of the chat. So thanks for your time and attention. I'll catch you guys at the next session.